Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome back to Recall the Midwife. I'm Becky. I'm Alex. I'm Jennifer. And just a quick disclaimer, uh, we love to have everyone join us for our podcast, but this show does deal with a lot of um, very mature, complicated topics. So if any of those aren't appropriate for you right now, feel free to tune in next time. So in today's episode, we're discussing episode six, the penultimate episode of series one. There's a lot packed into this episode. In the opening scene, Sister Monica Joan has wandered out of the convent dressed only in her nightclothes. She's found by Constable Noakes, who rings Nanata's house. We find out she's suffering from pneumonia, and later in the episode, we also discover that she's been light-fingered and ends up in court. Chummy's mother pays a visit to Poplar to meet Peter. We're starting to see some light flirtation between Sister Bernadette and Dr Turner. Our expectant mother this week is Catherine Powell, who is visiting Poplar from Hull to track down the father who is away at sea and who seemingly is unaware of her pregnancy after a one night stand. Oh, and the dreaded Gerald pops up again. Okay, so let's get into it. What do you want to talk about first, Bex? I feel like, I mean, there's just so much going on this week. Can I just say something? The first line of this episode says newborns are always beautiful no they're not i'm sorry i'm like a little <laughs> no offense to my daughter i love her more than anything in the world i think she's gorgeous but when she was born both me and my husband were like oh my gosh she looks like a troll like she was <laughs> honestly rank and we were just like oh my god like look at her face like look at her like they I are mean, not sometimes beautiful. if they've had a traumatic birth they are quite squished and you know how like when babies come out and they've they've had a, like a long labor and so sometimes their heads are kind of like cone shaped for a while too 
Exactly. Yeah. So I'm sorry, that, that line by Jenny Lee is not true. <laughs> Babies are always, newborns are always beautiful. No, they're not. But then the thing that's lols is she's like, oh, and old people are always beautiful too. And it's like, well, honey, no, they're not. Have you seen a lot of old people? Like, I'm not planning on looking good when I'm old. Like, I'm going to be wrinkled as hell. Like, yeah, no, I mean, I get, I think she means that, you know, in a, in a certain type of sentimental way, but I'm like, no, people like, okay. But also Jenny Lee, who can't hide her disgust a lot of the time. Yes, what a good I know. point. <laughs> I know, she's always turning her nose up when someone smells bad or whatever. Maybe that, because it's old Jenny Lee. Maybe it's like, that's the point. Maybe she's learned from it since, since she's recoiled <laughs> in horror at everything yeah. she's seen. <laughs> now she sees the beauty in everything. Like uh, kind of One more thing, by the way. There's a scene right at the very, very start where they're all in Compline. And then someone's like, oh, where's, uh, where's Sister Monica Joan, right? Yeah. Who were the other nuns in there? <laughs> Well, I thought there were only four. I thought it was just the classic four because no, also there was some in there in Compton with them singing, and you're like, who, who, the, who the hell are they? Oh, well, yeah, I but it, they're they're obviously just hanging out with Mrs. B all the time. <laughs> yeah, really, really. But Maybe we've also... got a bunker for Mrs. B and the silent nuns. <laughs> why would why would um sister uh Bernadette even have to ask like? She, like she asked like in the middle of the song it's like well everyone knows she's not there i mean the head count is very low <laughs> no, you didn't notice, you only notice she was missing now halfway through this like you know angelic like choral music or whatever but this episode is so good it's so good so much happens i agree yeah I, 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 this, I'll, go ahead sorry sorry a lot of the storylines have kind of been building up to it and it all mm. kind of comes to a climax in this episode okay mm-hmm. so since we started talking about sister monica jones should we go with that one first yeah, yeah. let's do that let's do it <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay actually you know what i'll just start because I, I i'll have to say this i said this last week sister monica jones is not my favorite i have had issues with her she kind of annoys me i'm gonna be honest this episode i feel like gave a lot of context she still kind of annoyed me but i feel like this was an episode where a lot of stuff gets explained about her and if you if you weren't sure what, what her deal was this episode you find out she she wanders out of the out of nonana's house she gets found in her nightgown by officer noakes he brings her back that kind of cements the idea that she has some form of you know progressive dementia that she's going to be dealing with over the and without a wimple as well which is quite a you know we've never yeah. seen it without that it's quite a shocking thing seeing them without. yeah i'm gonna admit her hair did not look great um, <laughs> that's not a hair in real life in real life she's ginger well yeah. I don't think it's natural she must she must die I, I mean I got the feeling they were trying to make her hair look bad I'm not saying like oh she oh, just right. you know was like that her hair just looks bad I'm saying like you know it she she looked very she looked very bedraggled when she returned back um and then and then she she seems really out of sorts and everything like that so you know but it was really sweet because sister Evangeline came came out again and was like even though she gives everyone a hard time she has truly the biggest heart yeah she I softened a lot to Sister Evangelina. Is it Evangelina? Is Evangelina. It's Evangelina. <laughs> I'm going to say it wrong for the whole course of this show. Think about I know. Ballerina. Evangelina Ballerina. But she does soften a lot in this episode because she is really worried about Sister Monica Jane. So, it, I mean, it does yeah. show the, like, the bond that is between them all in this episode. Yeah, they all also, they all really work hard to take care of she her. She fell on the stairs, didn't she? That was a brutal fall. Oh yeah, and she really face planted into those stone steps. I, I was like, that was good stunt acting. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it also leads so it's like so they so they she the the thing is she wanders out. That's when we confirm she has dementia. But um, Doctor Turner says, oh, she has pneumonia because she caught cold overnight. 
And so he gives her penicillin. She starts to get better. And oh, then she refuses penicillin at first, though. And Sister Evangelina's right. like, you're not going anywhere. Like, you know, and basically force feeds her. It's bubble force. I have injection. to say, though, Dr. Turner is very quick to just dismiss her as having dementia. And that's it for her. Yeah. Pneumonia is just yeah. going to her off. I yeah, agree. Sister Bernadette was like, oh, the old person's friend. Ha ha ha. She's going to die. <laughs> Well, and also I'm like, okay, there's, I, I I, thought it was a correct diagnosis, but at the same, it did seem very like, oh, well, she's got it. You know, anyways, I mean, it was, it, I was like, did you test for this? Do you have any like analysis? Do you need to call it a second opinion? Dr. Turner never goes for a second opinion. He's always just like, no, this is what it is. Like, That's I mean. Because he's so confident in his own right opinion and he's <laughs> 50s and he's a man. He's a white man in the 1950s. Whatever he, what he says goes. Yeah. No one, yeah. no one dares question a white man in the 1950s. <laughs> Well, and he's the, it seems like he's the only doctor that's willing to work in that neighborhood. So, I mean, I, he probably doesn't have any practice with even consulting anybody else, but, um, but anyway, she, so yes, she, re, she refused the penicillin, but then she gets better. But then you see her walking through kind of like the market stalls in the neighborhood and she picks up a red ribbon and puts it in her pocket and it's like, okay, well a red ribbon. Okay. Maybe that's not like a very, maybe, you know, maybe nobody cares that it's a red ribbon and she takes it, but then she lifts a silver spoon and puts it in her pocket and the vendor comes out and he's like all right i've had enough you See, steal all the time watched, when i first watched it because obviously she'd just been a cheeky bugger at the fruit stall as well hadn't she oh but okay right to deliver three pairs to a hat to the yeah. house <laughs> but like so basically yeah the, the vendor was like oh oh nanartans you delivered all mine out will you deliver me and all mine you know have whatever you want for, you know and she's like oh yeah give us a pound of pairs get sent can you deliver to the house and she's like oh awkward but then she says oh like the night you were born, like a little girl, ten pounds four or whatever, whatever weight she was, and she was like, "Oh, you remember?" So it's kind of showing that she does have that sharpness of brain, right? And then she goes on to shoplift, and you're you're a bit like, "Oh, <laughs> she's basically a magpie." Basically, she yeah. is. She is. I like the uh, list of the stuff she'd stolen as well, like the uh, the the china robin and the O'Donnell uh, stocking <laughs> stuff like that. It was just brilliant, garter or whatever. <laughs> It was really good. I mean, I think that shows though, like it does come in and out, you know, she's, she's clearly an older woman, but um, it's, it's very progressive and she's kind of in the early initial stages of it. So sometimes she really does seem very with it. She knows it, but then sometimes she's really kind of mystified by things around her. I think also like, I, you know what, I mean, and this is kind of an internal confusion. She, I feel like her personality is just so weird anyway. Well, not weird, eccentric. Um, but sometimes I'm like, is this her with is this her having kind of an episode or being a little bit out of it because she's always saying you know like like when chummy gets a letter from her mother saying that that are that she's coming to visit she says something about oh you know the moon is in venus and the stars are aligned and the quadrants have turned the corners and like everyone is where they should be and i'm like okay are we where are we at right now with you like are you are you okay are you uh, and i just i can never parse it out i think that's quite good though the way they do that because obviously it's not linear experience you don't just deteriorate and then you're mm. hor horrific like they literally don't know with with that kind of thing mm -hmm. so it's like you know mm -hmm. sometimes they are you're looking at them and then they're speaking sense and they know who you are and then second that she's like saying she was calling saying something to jenny about being a daughter or a mother or something it was just really strange mm. So, so Sister Monica Joan goes on trial because they want to press charges against her for like stealing all of this stuff. Um, and then Jenny tries to help cover up an additional theft she thinks she's found out about. Is and this reminds me of a storyline from The Crown because 
Prince Philip's mother was a nun. And didn't she have a massive diamond or something in the convent that she was trying to sell? Yeah. Oh. But I will say this was before the crown. So the crown obviously stole it. I'm going to say it from Call the Midway. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say it. Okay, no, no. That, that the crown make stole it from the public. The Republic, yes. That's what I mean. <laughs> no, I mean the TV shows. Um, Although oh, they'd be nothing then... without us. <laughs> So, but basically this, but the trial leads um, Jenny and, oh, geez. Jimmy, Jimmy to reunite. Jimmy, your favorite. I, I, know, I know, I know. Well, he, he, he I, I, lo I lost a lot of respect for him after last, after last week. Um, but, but they need to go get Mother Jisoo, which by the way, where's Mother Jisoo? I, I did not know where they were going the to go. The Mother House. From. But where physically is that? It's it's, it's oh, by the seaside. Chichester, I think it is. I'm pretty sure it's Chichester. It's Chichester. Why do we always make ourselves look really stupid on this podcast? <laughs> Chichester, I'm sure it is. Is that by the sea? I could argue. I, we need to do better, I could argue we need to do better research before we begin, but that's just never going to happen. So, no, never. anyways, they go they go on a multi hour car ride to get to the mother house to pick up sister to pick up mother Jesu because she's going to be the one that will ultimately ultimately exonerate. Sister Monica Joan, and oh, so it is near the sea. It's in Sussex. Boom! Hashtag boom. Okay, there we go. Um, like real time research. That is even better than advanced research yeah, because it shows yeah. how fast and sharp we are. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So um, she's basically brought the jewels to Sister Monica Joan because they belong to her mother. So they've she's brought them to her to bring her some comfort. Mm. And actually, it's just landed her in court. Yeah, but then they get what? Sister Jesu, whatever her name is, the mother. I don't even know what. And she watched the head nun anyway, so I don't know where yeah. all my thoughts have gone tonight. Anyway, she has. Um, she comes. She testifies in court. It exonerates uh, Sister Monica Joan from the expensive stuff. But I feel really bad for the vendors and stuff because she's just been there nicking stuff for ages, and they're like, "Yeah, not guilty. Your stuff's tat. <laughs> Go <laughs> they away." They do turn. They do turn on her quite quickly. Who does? The market vendors. I would do it a while. If it was me, I would speak to Sister Julianne and say, look, she's thieving from us. Every so often, can you just go into her drawers, have a clear out, <laughs> return no. the stuff to us? That's There's no harm in struggling it. Struggling market traders. <laughs> she's stealing their China Robins and O'Donnell suspender belts. Do you know what I mean? Also, they've been letting her get away with it for, I think, a long time up to this i mean i and also what is sister julian supposed to do they say in the show they're not going to lock her in they're not going to like keep her from going out or whatever so they should, they should. i well they should they shouldn't let her go out unless she's with somebody is what i think they should yeah. do i mean at least get some kind of like you know companion or something like that but actually though i forgot his name let's discuss what happens with jenny and jimmy because this ties into the storyline about terrible gerald that comes back to into the Ugh. Gerald. I, I know. All of us just want to like. Can I just say, Gerald sounds about seventy, right? And then he says on this on the phone to her because basically she gets this letter and blah 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 blah. But he says we were nothing but careful, Jenny. But we broke two hearts instead of one, <laughs> right? And then she added it to a piles of letters from Gerald, right? But and I get that it's all about moving on and she's like needing to let go and all that, and that's the whole point of this Jimmy and showing Gerald. But when he was, when you actually see Gerald's shoulder at his desk, on the desk is a photo of him, his wife, and two kids. It just galled me. 
what annoys me is that we never see Gerald's face. I've said this before. I would be less annoyed if we saw they've clearly employed an actor. It's not just a voice guy. Mm -hmm. yeah. Why can't we see his face? I don't know. Oh. I feel like he was gonna maybe it was like gonna be a big part and then someone had like a like a like a Me Too movement thing against them and they couldn't get hired or something. <laughs> or it's just the budget. Like they were like, We're not hiring Mrs. B, we're not hiring Gerald, we're literally gonna get this PA. Well, yeah, but also the fact that he had this wife and kids and he sounds so old. And Jenny's like, what age? Nineteen twenty? I mean, I'm getting early twenties vibes. Yeah, I'm getting early twenties. Well, I just think hashtag inappropriate. I I feel that Gerald and her are like like she hooked up with her professor is what I think happened. Like I yeah, I get the somebody... feeling that Jenny was at like college or university or something, and Gerald was like her anatomy, you know, biology yeah, professor or anatomy. <laughs> and that you know she you know stayed what? after because she's a goody two shoes and she wants extra credit or like you know he made some like dumb really like geriatric joke that she actually laughed at and then he was like oh you're so smart you know and like women never get told that in 1950s and so she was like oh wow and then that I really got that vibe I got the vibe that he's definitely like in his 40s what I would have liked to have happened is later on in another series I would like Gerald to have popped up again and perhaps when they were on their district nursing duties they came out to his wife and it was like oh, this is my husband Gerald mm. but I didn't think that ever happened Bex, do you think Bex, do you think um Gerald is uh fit or not fit? And would you be happier if he was one or the other? I just the whole thing just annoys me so much. I can't <laughs> also I'm not being funny. There's no I'm sorry all the Gerald's listening, there'll be thousands <laughs> of you, I'm guaranteed, but Gerald is not a nice name. I'm sorry. We just, we've not. just offended a whole community of people that are now gonna write us now. Well, sue me. So, <laughs> also, right. Jimmy is like hardcore friend zone this episode. There's literally absolutely no way about it. She's like, Oh, I'm sorry I hurt you. He's like, Well, I guess I'll get over it. And she's like, Yeah, I guess you will. Anyways, you're going to drive me back now? Like, I really, also, I don't have money for petrol. <laughs> <laughs> he drives through the night and basically says, I'll do anything for Jenny. Yeah. And she's like, Well, and I won't she do anything just for you at all, ever. Totally uses him. 100%. 100%. Gerald. The letters from Gerald. Keep yeah. it down. Okay, so Jenny's wanna... miserable. Let's move yeah. on. Okay, can we talk about this pregnant woman? Yes. Yes. Okay, so to me, this pregnant woman was doing so much for this plot. Like, this pregnant woman's story was lifting up every other... This was... I thought this story... This writing was masterful in this episode. Because this pregnant woman is giving chummies a lot of inspiration she's she's also illuminating the whole jenny situation because it's like where's the partner is the partner really there oh we don't know what attracts people to each other she's like oh my shoes my tiny ankles all that kind of business and then like and then she gives birth to those multiple babies and then she has this whole story and everything i just thought that pregnant woman is really well do you know oh, what i really so liked good. about it because obviously we, we watch so many awful like men leaving men women and all this and she's yeah. there being like oh i'm gonna give birth in his house and he's gonna come home to me with triplet like do you know what i mean he doesn't even yeah. know she's coming mm -hmm. and like you're expecting her to be left in the lurch and then you see like sister julienne doing finding a hostel for her or something mm -hmm. but actually at the end once she's had these triplets like he's there with her with the massive shoulders yeah um, poor Billy. Billy. he's gonna get home to such a shock yeah oh, no. they they <laughs> they hired an actor who's built like a brick shit house just like she says yeah well do you recognize her jen Wait, the actress? The yeah. Person, um, no, I'm going to be honest, no. Right. Jeff I probably Bex. should. 
I basically just think of her, I don't think of her as Catherine Powell, I think of her as Sarah Louise. Yeah, everyone. I was just like, Sarah Lou, Sarah Lou. Like when I was thinking this, I was like, I wrote down Sarah Lou, <laughs> massive high heels. And she knew her exact day, I put. She knew her exact day and Jenny Lee's there doubting it. Obviously, she didn't get to hear, to hear there was more than two heartbeats or one heartbeat, but. Who, who's Sarah Lou? There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't even visit other leading job sites so start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. She was on Coronation Street. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have any clue on she that. She had one. a really shocking storyline where she basically got pregnant at like 12 or 13 and it was really <gasps> scandalous at the time. Now it's oh commonplace. My gosh. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, she was, she was like 18 at the time when she filmed it. At, at the Sarah Lou one at this time she was in her 30s she'd already had a baby um in real life when she filmed yeah. this birth scene so I was like oh she's had she's given birth she knows what she's doing in this scene <laughs> oh wait also can I just say <clears throat> the scene at the end where she's giving birth and she talks to Chummy about how this has been the bravest thing she, you know she's like this is the best and bravest thing I ever did and I thought wow to really say having a one night stand on your birthday with a man you've never met before is the bravest and best thing you've ever done with your life talk about a reframe the narrative moment on this show because I have never heard a one night stand described that way I liked way. that though because she was like I, 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 found, too, yeah. I, I, I found something and I grabbed it with both happiness and I grabbed it with both hands and that's all that Chummy needed to do to become a streaker. Yeah. This is yeah. one of my... Well, we need to talk about Chummy and Peter because basically they hit a bit of a bump in the road after Chummy's mum visits. But the fact that Catherine Powell talking about her one-night stand basically encourages Chummy to give it another chance for Peter. Okay, but wait, we have to give context because honestly, the Chummy storyline is the best and most important storyline of this episode. And it is the fruition that all of us have been waiting and wanting. So we just have to break it down. So let's just start. Okay, Mater, the mother, is coming. She shows up. She's horrible. She, she's she's like, a per, a, like a personality A-bomb that gets dropped. Like everyone is just flattened by this woman's absolute unrelenting condescension and like rebuke it's but also wild. like coldness she's very cold she's very stern she's like this oh my god will not do yeah and then also yeah. she's like oh let's drop the formalities because they were calling her like lady one felix <laughs> chocolate brown like it was just awful and then, she's, and then she's like no just call call me lady bromley or whatever it lady is. brown and you're just like oh, for god's sake yeah and then and then the look on her face when, it, when she finds out it's tinned salmon sandwiches it's just like withering Oh, I'm with mean, her there. That's rank. Well, maybe, but I mean, the whole thing, like the whole, you know, the, like the way that she looked at Chummy when she saw the crimpling dress in the closet. Also, the fact that Chummy had a go at Fred when she was like, uh, he was like, do you want me to put some cherries on there? She was like, glassy cherries are vulgar. <laughs> like in a panic. <laughs> 
<laughs> Honestly, it, like seeing Ch- Chummy's mother just made me think, oh my God, that that would be the worst childhood anyone. I mean, like the fact that Chummy is a halfway decent person just says so much about her. And also going to boarding school was probably such a reprieve yeah. from that she's, terrible mother who's just She's basically been raised in boarding school, hasn't she? Mm-hmm. Well, it wouldn't mm-hmm. have been the mum speaking to her raising her either. It would have been like a nanny yeah but i mean just oh my god like i'm so, that that childhood just oh yikes 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 and when chummy says you sent me to a boarding school this motto is honor the worthy and so i'm trying to honor the worthy these like little newborn babies and she's like well i didn't mean those were those people i meant like actual good people which are like you know rich white there are people plenty are like, there are plenty yeah. of worthy in the, in africa as a mission yeah. i've been telling like, people what about, that you're what a about the savages we've been colonizing for centuries what about those people and i yeah, was like, like oh cold. my god the spin you'll be a spinster but you'll be you'll be uh, you know, it's respectable a respectable spin you're just like oh yeah she's like sacrifice your life for other people that really didn't probably want you there in the first place so anyway then, like... she comes she's dead judgy peter's there trying his hardest to be lovely and i love peter and then uh chummy's really really like what's the word knocked sideways by a mum's judge judgmentalness and just hates it and she's like oh so she dumps peter and we're all heartbroken the nuns yeah. are all heartbroken the midwives are all heartbroken and, and okay, you carry on but can i just say that when trixie runs in and tells everybody that she's basically ended things with peter that is basically me that is <laughs> do you know what bex when she said that i was like becky <laughs> And she said it like she's dropped him or he's she's dropped she said it like in a really that wasn't yeah, done. She, I like, can't remember the phrase, but packed him in. She's packed him in. Packed him said. in. Packed him in. Yeah. But but Peter was Peter was had also said I love you to Chummy for the first time in this episode earlier. Oh, and wait, can we just talk about that kiss on the bridge when he like gives her a little smooch and then she's like, No, <laughs> everyone's watching. And then he like literally takes all the stuff, all the like lunch that they're eating out of their hands, puts it to the side, and then like grabs her and even gives her a bigger kiss. It's, so romantic but then and then he says i want to get down on one knee and like you know tell you all these things and like beg you to be mine forever and i mean he was gonna like, propose. don't do that don't do that do you know the thing that really really oh it gets me so yeah. you know so that sarah lou's giving birth we're gonna call her sarah lou she's giving birth to triplets and she's like billy made me feel small in his arms like i'm always always meant to be there she's mm. bloody tiny i'm sorry like <laughs> honestly declan donnelly would make you feel small in his arms mate you're also when- Anyway, Billy, the guy at the end of, Billy was like seven feet tall. How much smaller could she have felt? I don't know. But the point is, Chummy said to Peter when she was when she was dumping him, she was like, um, I've never felt comfortable before ever. And with you, I felt, you know, I felt in my place. Oh, yeah, she like says a... she says she feels like she's been in a proper place when yeah. she's with Peter. It's just like, oh. It really, really got to me. Because obviously she's had this horrible cold childhood and then she's found it with him and then she's given it up because her mum's a bitch. Anyway, but then yeah. someone talking about her one night stand and just going for it encourages Chummy. Well, yeah. you know, horses for courses. <laughs> and let's just say that the reason Chummy doesn't have any clothes on when she goes to see Peter, she does have something, but she doesn't have much, is because she lost the birthing pack on the way to give birth, on the way to the birth. And then because there's like three babies that comes out, she doesn't have enough stuff to wrap each one in. And so she takes off like her dress and she takes off her sweater to give to each of the babies. And so by the Billy time- lives in squalor and has literally he doesn't nothing. Have, yeah, he doesn't have electricity on, he doesn't have anything. And so she's apparently brought nothing with her. She brought a suitcase full of high heels and nothing else. High heels and dreams. <laughs> the the Catherine Powell memoir. Yeah. But so Chummy literally has like her, her, I don't know, slip and underclothes or whatever, and then her coat. 
And that's when she goes to see Peter at the police station. And she's like, eh, I'm here. What did she say? It's about being arrested or something. She oh, she's like, like, I have to turn myself in for um being criminally. Like, two people criminal, criminally. Criminal Stupid. misconduct with, you know, two people's hearts or something. I mean, it's, yeah. honestly, it's a really cheesy, like, cringe line that she says. But, I, we, you know, I like, I love her so much. So. My favorite part about that is they have a big snog and all that. And he's, like, really pleased. And you don't really know what goes on there yet. But then later, obviously, they get married that episode. Yeah. Yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, her mom's like, please let me, uh, I'll sort out the uh, the cathedral. And she's like, oh, no, no, we're getting married at this church. And she was like, well, at least let me sort out the club. And she's like, no, no, we're getting married in the parish church. And her mum's like, oh, my goodness. Well, at least let me take you to Norman Hartnell to get to a wedding gown. And she was like, no, mother, I would like, uh, you can take me to Norman Hartnell, but I would like a two-piece, a sensible two-piece, preferably in crimpoline. And her mum's like, well, at least in white. And she was like, no longer entitled, mother. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't care about your judgment. Me and Peter were at it all night long. Nothing says, like, we fucked, like, that statement to her mother. I mean, truly. And when honestly, when I heard that, I was like, get it! I was so excited. And I love that the nuns were doing the buffet for the wedding. Me too. I want they to do a lovely cold spread. What is it? <laughs> what did she say? Sandwiches and cakes? Next, cold spread with kids in knitwear. You've been your element... Yeah. Um, and also Norman Hartnell, who, I mean, this just reinforces how posh they, they were. He was the Queen's dressmaker. He did the uniform as well later on, didn't he? Oh, the wait. Hospital. There was a line about, there was a line about um, Shummy being a cousin of. Oh, she talked about Princess Margaret, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah, I well, think so. Met, she was like, oh, I better she, They met Princess Margaret in another episode, didn't they? They did? Yeah, she's oh, see. everyone will see when they watch along in series two. Yeah. Seamless. Right. <laughs> which uh, which storyline now are we doing? We've done Gerald, actually. I was gonna say Gerald. Done Gerald. We've done Chummy and Peter. We've done Sister Monica Jane. We've done the triplets. Oh, um, Trixie gets the bouquet at the end when Chummy tosses it. Yeah, I don't. That's not. That doesn't end up bleeding anywhere. But I thought that was an interesting um, note. Oh, and Cynthia had a lot of like side comments in this episode. Oh, I, feel like, know, I feel like Cynthia is just continually the like the moral compass for. Can I just also say uh, we need? It's time for heroes and zeros. But I want to start. Okay, Cynthia is my hero for how drunk she got. I was loving drunk <laughs> Cynthia. Oh, I want to hang around with drunk Cynthia. She was amazing brilliant loved her so much i would abs- honestly i'd go out with her at 10 10 out of 10 for drunk cynthia well done um my zero of the week oh do you know i've not even thought about it you two normally talk about it and then i'm like oh god i need to think of something uh oh, gerald always gerald always gerald yeah mm. gerald is my zero okay and who's the hero bex um my hero is just chummy and peter the fact that they've mm. tied the knot their wedding um my zero is chummy's mother because she's an absolute nightmare and to be honest with you i I, she annoys me and i just think she's terrible um and my hero is true love because that is what chummy and peter have (laughs) with each other and i just i i love them so much like they are one of the most perfect couples to me on tv also like when you were when you when you were saying about you know feeling uncomfortable and then never finding the right person until you meet the right person Oh, I'm saying this so ineloquently. I'm really tired, you guys. Um, that is a hard relate. So I just, I just love their storyline. It, it oh. was good, cool. and it was really beautifully written and done. 
Mm-hmm. Right. The writing so, in this episode is stellar. Yeah. I have a bit of a game for us or a quiz. It's gendered that lovely Love Island crossover last week. <laughs> so we were talking, we did that crossover. And anyway, so Sarah Lou from Corrie's, Corrie, uh, Corrie's cameo got me thinking about soaps and the actors who've crossed over to both soaps and called the midwife. So, Jen, this was probably going to be a bit hard for you, but, you know, took it up. So, I'm a genius, Fred, so I take on any challenge. Fred was in a soap over here for a long time. He was actually famous for that first. And if people saw him in the street, he'd be famous for that first. Which soap do you think it would be? EastEnders. That's what I said very quickly. It was EastEnders. <laughs> I was going to give her a bit of a chance first. Now, <laughs> Becky, you know this because you've already given this information. Okay. Um, Jimmy, what soap was he in? Oh, I have mentioned this before. You have, so you're not listening. Okay, now I have a very limited knowledge of British soap operas, but I think I remember Holby Street being about young people, and so that's the reason why I'm going to guess Holby Street. Holby Court? Holby Holby City, you're thinking. Holby City! I'm probably probably wrong, but just because I thought it was about about teens. Kind of right, but you are wrong. it's connected to Holby City. It was Casualty. It's the Holby spin-off. City was yeah. Holby City was the spin-off. Oh, now, okay. this one's a good one for both of you. Uh, Becky, you might know this as well because you are British. You do have an advantage. <laughs> just not in just in the <laughs> this quiz. This is the actually. only way she has an advantage. This is the it only really way she has an advantage. Okay, Stephen McGann, who plays Doctor Turner, was in a soap as well for a while. But which one? Get your guesses in, ladies, if you don't know. Um, I'm trying to think now of, like, all the other soap operas I know. I'm struggling with this one. Well, what are your answers? Just, you wait, wait, I, okay. I have to admit, I think, I think we've already mentioned all the three that I would even be able to think of. Was it a soap opera or just a series? A soap. A soap. Um, I... I'm just going to say EastEnders again. Jen? Sure, EastEnders. Um, same as Jimmy, casualty. Oh, oh, wait, you're considering that a soap? It is a soap because Inside Soap reports all the news from it. <laughs> okay, now his brother, oh, Joe he, McGann. Was he a regular on casualty? Yes, he was for five years. Did he also play a doctor? No idea. I have no flaming clue. I just <laughs> used it. I don't like that up. Well, you can look that up. Look I'm, it up because I'm interested. I'm not testing the, the accuracy of your information. Yeah, you not be. Right, now his bro- brother, Joe McCann, famous for the upper hand. Remember the upper hand, Bex? I do remember yeah. the upper hand. Um, which, oh, I love this, the, that theme tune. <laughs> right. Uh, which other British soap was he quite recently in? I'll give you a clue. He played a baddie. Wait, which character are we talking about now? We're not. We're talking about Dr. Turner's brother in real life. It, it got a bit tenuous. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to so do we're any... talking about a random man. Yeah, but I didn't want to... No, he's not random. He's Dr. Turner's brother. <laughs> so he's his, but he's I didn't Dr. also Turner's... want to do any... I didn't want to do future characters as spoilers, so I'm doing only this series. Okay. But this yeah. is Dr. Turner's... The man who plays Dr. Turner's actual biological brother. So we're talking yeah, but about he's right famous now. over here, Jen. Oh, okay. Line of, I'm going to say Line of Duty. That's not a soap. Okay. Well, I don't know what... <laughs> <laughs> well, don't cover Line of Duty, Bex. <laughs> you, Bex, I can't believe you don't know the full roster of Inside Soap's topics. I'm going to subscribe. <laughs> you should. 
Um, um, actually, now Neighbours is gone. It's dead to me. Which <laughs> British soap was he in quite recently? Name a British soap. Um, let's, go back, let's go back to Coronation Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hollyoaks. Oh, Hollyoaks! I totally forgot about Hollyoaks! He played I Tony's dad. One. Real dad. Oh. So, now, because I kind of ran out, because it's quite tenuous, and basically I ran out of characters from soaps, I thought, let's do current cast and roles they actually are previously famous for. Okay. Okay. So Jenny Agatha, who plays Sister Julienne. So I just know her from the Railway Children. Oh, um, I think I've seen... Wait, Railway Children? Is that the answer? Yeah. No, no, there's another one as well that's really famous. Um... And I'll give you a clue. It's got American in the title. I don't know. It's a film, An American Werewolf in London. There's a very famous shower scene that my husband is very partial to. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> now Pam Ferris, who plays sister of Angelina, the ballerina. I, I think I know this one. Uh, Rosemary and Time. Well, yes. that is the third option that I would have gone with. Okay. <laughs> I would have gone Darling Buds of May. Perfect, but there's one oh, that's even bigger that. international film. Uh, oh, give us a hint. Um, it, it was written by Roald Dahl, the book. Oh my God, Mrs. Trunchbull from Matilda! Yes. Jesus, I never put that together. Yeah. Wow, talk uh, about hair, makeup, and costume truly transforming Well, it someone. just shows how good an actress she is. At being She's so awful. good. Oh my now, God. Now, last one. This is a really hard one. You probably won't get it. Mm, neither of you. But Bryony <laughs> Hannah, who plays Cynthia, my drunk bestie, she does a voiceover on a kids show, or she not a voiceover. She voices a character on a kids TV show. It's on BBC. Which one? I'll give you a clue. He's the the main character is really annoying and I hate him. It's a rabbit. Peter Rabbit. No, I also hate that. To be fair, sorry, Richard um, Potter. I know you're listening from the grave. You've, you've Bing Bing. She plays a ca- a carer in Bing. <laughs> one of the characters. At least it's on brand. Yeah. Yeah, to be fair, she's lovely in it. She's got a lovely calming voice. She's not drunk in it, which is a disappointment. Um, but yeah. So <laughs> there we go. That's that's everyone I've got. I love it. Well, I thought we'll do. I'll do more of these as the series goes on because obviously, yeah, because there's a lot of cameo. There's a lot of like star spotting you can do. Yeah, people pop yes. up all the time. Yeah, I I love playing games at the end. Although I have to say this one, this one I only did slightly better than that. Um, quiz we played when all of our girlfriends from university got together on the Zoom last year, and uh, it was all questions that only British people would know. And I just basically sat back and didn't speak for like thirty minutes. So, so it was a nice break. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> right. Well, thank you so much for listening. Um, yes. We had a nice time, and you know, if you if you have a nice nice time, great. But you know, we had a great <laughs> we time. Don't, we, we don't we don't care whether you have a nice time. No. Or not. No, we do, we do. No, we don't really. Um, well, this, now. This, was, this was a stellar episode, the conclusion to season one. And next week, or next time we get on, it's going to be the Christmas episode for season one, right? And or I the Christmas love episode of Christmas special. Yes, a oh. Christmas special. It's a so time honored British tradition. They are really good. Yeah. Me and Bex right. every year text on the Christmas special. We love it. Yeah. You're left out. Right, so <laughs> yes, exactly. I don't know why I'm here. To be honest with you, I don't even know what we've built this friendship on. I mean, it's been 20 years, but now I'm just starting to question all of my choices. So, all right, see you guys next time. Thanks for joining us.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.